Hello and welcome to the Ideology Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Ziddle, at Dr. Tim Ziddle on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create informative and short episodes designed to make personal growth and development fun again so you can cut the learning curve and become the best version of yourself while creating success at any level. Here we go. I'm really, really pumped to talk about this topic today. I get asked all the time, more often than not, it's probably one of the most common questions I've ever gotten when it comes to the way I've done business and um, you know about my businesses and, and, and things of that nature is building a brand. Um, and, and one of the key parts of building a brand is the name of the business itself. So today we're going to talk about what's in a name. How do you decide what you want to name your enterprise, your hobby, your blog, your business, um, your team, right? What's a good name? And how do you pick a name that's going to be something that you're attached to? It's going to be something catchy for other people. It's going to be something that maybe has a little bit of a unique flair to it. We're going to, to dive into all of that. But I get asked all the time, my current practice is called Tree Hive Chiropractic. And how in the world did I come up with that name? Or why is that name important to me? I will tell you, I don't think there's anything new under the sun. Obviously, the words tree and hive are not, I did not invent those words. They're not in a different language. In fact, I wasn't even the first one to put tree and hive together. That was a pun that I saw um, on another business, and I loved the idea, but I was like, oh, there's another business named that. I could never name my business this. And then that business went out of business, and I did a ton of Google searches and found out there was none else like that. So I took it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this thing my own for my own reasons. There's no one else to my knowledge. There's no other tree hive um, chiropractic in the world. And uh, and that allows me to have my own unique flair. It allows me to have my own kind of corner of the market um, where to this point, and I'm sure somebody will copy it at some point in time and uh, good on them. But uh, as of right now, it's our thing. So with that, um, in the seven years that I was building Treehive before I actually opened it up, I went through a ton of names. I've got an entire list right here in front of me from my notes uh, that I, I built. And I mean, there's no less than 20 different names here. And some of these names are in Latin and some of these names are verbs. Some of these names are nouns. Some of these names are action words. Some of these names are passive words. Some of these names are roots of words. Um, and so it really, I, I just want to open your mind. I want to empower you to, to, to think about the name of your enterprise, the name of what you're passionate about, and, and to give you permission to make it fully your own. Because you can go the way of, of finding something that's already mainstream, right? And, and, and when I was opening up a chiropractic practice, for example, a lot of the mainstream were things like Discover Chiropractic or Compass Chiropractic um, or or there was a lot of, uh, of, of um, you know, uh, the joint was a big, you know, a big one out there. And there was wellness center this and, um, and, and first spine that. And, you know, all these different things that were very generic and they were already mainstream. And for me, there's advantages to that. There's advantages that if you have a name like that, it's going to be easy to remember because it's mainstream. People know about it. But for me, I, I knew that the way that I show up in life is a little bit more unique. It's got a little bit more of a flair to it. And I wanted my practice to reflect that. And so um, I went through all these different words. A couple examples of, of things that I looked at were things like limitless. I looked at ethos. I looked at um, haven. I looked at forge. I mean, there was a whole bunch of different 
um, things. And I could have spun any one of them into a successful brand, but I never really felt an attachment to those. Whereas um, many years ago, I was listening to a podcast uh, by Tony Robbins. And he was talking about the fundamental human needs for surviving and thriving in life. And two of the biggest ones, he said, probably the two core ones were number one, the need to grow, the need to be constantly improving or moving forward, making some type of progress in any or all areas of your life. If you're not growing, you're dying. And the second one was the need to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. You have to have to have to have some type of community, whether that's friendships, a relationship, solid family dynamics, a church or an organization, maybe a, a team that you're a part of or that you played on, whatever that looks like, you have to be a part of something that makes you feel like you're contributing to something outside of yourself or you'll feel like you're you're not thriving and you're, and you're not fulfilled, okay? And so when I thought about both of those and I thought about um, the words tree hive, I, I realized that we could basically take those two words and we could put them together as a pun of sorts and we could create the word tree hive or, or take that name tree hive and the tree could symbolize life and strength and growth and, and, and consistency. And then the hive could symbolize community and cooperation, being a part of something bigger than ourselves. And boom, and it just, it was born and it fit. And since then, as I learned more and more about bees and I learned more and more about um, growth and, and growing things and hives and all that jazz, what I learned is, I learned some really, really cool facts about a lot of these, a lot of these, um, you know, things that just continue to cement my obsession in a healthy way with our brand, with our name, you know, things like bees, um, you know, 90% of wild plants and 75% of leading global crops depend on animal pollination. And, and one out of every three mouthfuls of the food that you eat depends on pollination. Bees are the main pollinator, which is really cool because that's what I want us to be seen as in our community. I want us and the effects of our adjustment to go so much further than what I can see, feel, or experience. I want it to be something to where it's like we're creating a ripple effect for positive people, you know, so many other places. Another thing about bees is that bees are, they live in a ton of different locations, right? They'll live in marshes. They'll live in sand dunes. They'll live like under the roof of your house, right? Cliffs, um, you know, wetlands, you know, all these grasslands, you know, even in hospitable places like mines or quarries, right? And I love that because I want the people that we're able to serve to be diverse. Uh, I want to be able to reach people from all different walks of life and all different backgrounds, right? So there was all of these things that we really connected to. And then we were able to take that and we were able to make these really successful campaigns from that. Um, things like, you know, be happy, be healthy, be beautiful, um, you know, uh, be kind. And, and all of these things have just built this beautiful community of people that are coming together. And, and we're all together becoming every day something that's so much bigger than ourselves, but we're doing it through challenging each other to grow, always making forward progress. And there's something so incredible about that to me. So what I wanna do is I actually want to, uh, I wanna give you a couple quick hitters on some things that you can do to uh, help you figure out what you want your business to look like, how you want things to, to sound. And when it comes to naming your business, 
Um, what are some some quick tips that you can uh, uh, use to help you find the perfect name for your business that you can build a true brand around? So the first thing I'm going to tell you is you want to avoid things that are hard to spell. Even though treehive is a pun, is two different words come together, and a lot of people do mistake it for beehive, right? So I, I didn't even obey my own rule here, um, you know, to the T. So there's always flexibility. The number one rule. Let me just stop backtrack for a second. The number one, number one rule is that if it's important to you and you own this and it is connected to your soul, you're going to make it work no matter what it is. That's the only, the only hard and fast, absolutely unreplaceable rule is it has to matter to you. It has to, to work for you. Outside of that, all of these are just suggestions. Okay. So suggestion number one, instead of rule, um, would be avoid hard to spell names. Okay, even tree hive as a pun is pretty basic for people to spell. It's the word tree and the word hive. Those are very basic words. People put them together, very easy for people to spell. So you don't want, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, maybe Flickr, right? I don't know if you guys ever remember that company, but but Flickr um, is gonna get confused in like your autocorrect in your phone. Um, so, so a lot of people will not go to the actual like website or, or app or whatever, if they just type it in regularly, uh, you know, just try and stay away from that. Another suggestion is don't pick a name that would limit you if your business grows, right? Imagine if Jeff Bezos picked the name books online, right? Instead of Amazon or, or, um, you know, or, or, uh, if Google, you know, picked, online search engine, right? <laughs> Instead of Google, it li it would limit their scope ability or they'd have to change their name and rebrand. So avoid names that are really, really specific, like South Denver, um, you know, breads and cheeses, right? What happens if you ever expanded and you brought coffee into it? Well, then you're just going to create problems for yourself or something like, you know, tires unlimited, right? If you ever expanded that out and you started fixing motorbikes, you started fixing, you know, other types of automotives, or maybe you even went to, to, you know, other types of mechanics, you're going to limit yourself. So try not to get too detailed, too specific. Another thing you can do is conduct a really thorough internet search. Find out what's already out there. If you're super set on a name, you know, like, Food Lion, and there's already a massive brand named Food Lion, you're either going to get sued or people are going to get you confused with the other brand. So see what's already out there. Is, is your name a little bit more boutique? Do you have some more flexibility to play around with that? There's not going to be big brands that already have trademarks and all these things you're going to run into. Um, another thing is what are you able to fit into your .com name, right? you got to be really careful and make sure that you can get a website and that, that's going to reflect your name. And that doesn't always have to have the name of your company, right? Like if I was Treehive Chiropractic, I could get a website that says BeKind.com or BeChiropractic.com or Be Adjusted, right? You can do that and play around with things within your brand, but it's much, much harder than if you're able to get the actual name, okay? Now, talking about something a little bit deeper, what is what is the meaning behind your name? Like for me, Treehive, you know, meant those core values, those core beliefs, but to you, if you just pick a name, you know, um, playground.com, right? That might be really practical, but if that doesn't awaken some feeling of, of connection, people, they, they may not get it. They may not really look twice, okay? Um, make sure, like I said earlier, you do a trademark search. Uh, you wanna make sure that there's no trademarks. Um, and, and then talk about the name with your friends 
but protect it. Talk about it with people that you can trust and see if it's really catchy. And for every, um, you know, kind of layer of your friend group that you introduce this to, um, see what their thoughts are. Get real-time feedback and criticism. Is it a good name? Is it a bad name? Is it something that people jive with? Is it something that makes them feel a certain type of way? You can get some really, really good insights from the people around you. And then this is one, this is a suggestion. I feel like a lot of people take this for granted. You got to say the name out loud. There's so many times where I've seen friends of mine and people I've known that have come up with this perfect name and all this stuff. And then it looks great on paper. It's spelled out really cool. But then when people read it and they start saying it aloud and maybe they mispronounce it or the the correct pronunciation, after a while, you just say it over and over again. It just sounds freaking weird. So make sure you understand the sound of it and you like what it sounds like. Um, I, I mean, some of my best resources to kind of wrap this up and tie it with a bow, um, is, is, you know, using things like the dictionary, the thesaurus is one of my favorites, you know, find a word that you really love and look up all these different alternate words that could also mean the same thing. That those are really, really great ways to find different names. And again, like I said, in the beginning, it could be a Latin root word. It could be an action verb, could be anything, but it's got to convey something again to tie this up and wrap it with a bow you got to be personally happy with it. You have to be so personally, deeply connected to it. You're going to build an entire brand story around that. Maybe we'll do a future episode on how to build a brand story that supports your name. But when it comes to actual name itself, those are just some suggestions that you can take. Again, I'll run through them pretty quickly. Um, you know, in, in, in review, avoid something hard to spell. Don't pick a name that will limit you as your business grows. Do an internet search. Find out what's already out there. Make sure that you can get a website that reflects your name. Um, does it have a deeper meaning? You know, uh, make sure there's no trademarks around it. Uh, assess if it's catchy. Say it out loud. Get feedback on it, and, uh, and and use different resources. But above all, make sure it means something to you. Hopefully, this was entertaining for you. I get asked this question all the time, so I figured I'd do a quick episode on it. And uh, I love the name of my business. I have full intentions to open up other businesses, and they're all going to come under that hive heading. Um, I just, I'm like totally obsessed with like bees and hives and growth and plants and all this stuff now as a result of this brand. So you're just going to continue to see more bee stuff coming at you. And, uh, and I hope that you're able to find something that means as much to you as, as I've been able to find tree hive and just the general tree and hive mentality that means so much to me. We'll see you next time. You did it. You reached the end and hopefully you're one conversation, one episode closer to that breakthrough, to that success that you've been searching for. Again, you can like it, love it, share it, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm just grateful that you're here along for the ride and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.